The last lesson from God's Word in the Bible is from the New Testament and the book of 1 Peter, chapter 3. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, and God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience before God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. This is God's word. Dear friends in Jesus, it only takes about 10 seconds And it really doesn't look like it's doing any good. Know what I'm talking about? Baptism. You've seen someone get baptized. Baptisms are surprisingly short. You just put water on somebody and somebody else says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which is what Jesus commanded us to do in Matthew 28, verse 19. And and that's it. If you were to time how long that takes, it would probably be less than 10 seconds. What good does that do? Maybe this is why there are so many different teachings about baptism among the different Christian churches. Baptism is one area where Christian churches do not all teach the same thing. You notice that? There's some churches who say that you need to make baptism something more. You've got to do something more. Some churches say that you have to baptize by immersion. A person needs to be completely immersed under the water for it to count. Or you've, got to, I mean, you've got to do something more. Some churches emphasize that you have to wear special clothes or maybe you have to have a special meal or a special celebration. And Again, you've got to, you've got to do something more. Most commonly today, churches say that baptism is really all about Your commitment to God. Don't baptize anyone who isn't fully committed to Jesus. Baptism is really your day to show how committed you are to God. See, there's this tendency to look at baptism and think, we've got to make baptism into something more. Or maybe we, we just shouldn't focus on baptism at all. There's other Christian churches that really downplay baptism. You say, well, baptism is just a, just a symbol. It's just something that you do to obey God. I mean, Jesus was baptized, so you have to be baptized too. To downplay baptism, some churches talk about water baptism and spirit baptism. And water baptism, that's just not that big of a deal. What's a big deal is spirit baptism. You need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and do lots of other things. And I think if you're honest, when, when you watch a baptism happen... You can understand why other churches teach some of those things. When you watch a baby or even an adult be baptized, don't you kind of think to yourself, that's it? Shouldn't we do something more? 
How can that little bit of water possibly do any good? Baptism is such a, a simple thing. It takes only about 10 seconds. You wonder, what, what's the big deal? Well, it really comes down to four words from the Bible. If you ever wonder what the big deal about baptism is, Peter writes down four words for us. You ready? He says, Baptism now saves you. Four words. Those four words are some of the hardest words in the Bible for people to understand. Those four words stump theologians. Those four words make pastors shake their heads. Baptism now saves you? What does Peter mean? If you don't believe me about how hard those words are, all you have to do is to Google them. You could Google, baptism now saves you. And I don't really want you to do that though. Because if you do that, you're going to be bombarded with a whole bunch of false ideas. If you were to Google those four words from 1 Peter chapter 3, baptism now saves you, you would find a whole bunch of sermons and essays and books and talks by famous pastors. And a lot of them would say something like this. When Peter writes, baptism now saves you, we know that that does not mean that baptism saves you. It can't possibly mean that. Because baptism is just a symbol. It's just our act of obedience to God. And we're not exactly sure what Peter means. Maybe these words shouldn't be in the Bible at all. The one thing we're sure about is that they don't mean that baptism saves you. That's not what the Bible says. Like I said, these four words from the Bible are some of the hardest words for people to understand. So what do you think they mean? Baptism now saves you. What do you think those words mean? I'm going to suggest to you today that those words mean this. Baptism now saves you. Right? I'm going to say that again. When the Bible says baptism now saves you, we, we believe and teach at our church that it means baptism now saves you. If it seems like I'm trying to be sarcastic or a little funny, I'm not really. This is one of the most controversial things that our church teaches. I have had people who have turned away from our church over this teaching. Baptism now saves you. Because you've got to realize that sometimes the hardest part about the Bible is to believe what it says. Sometimes the biggest problem with, with understanding the Bible is just taking the Bible at its word. Baptism, according to the Bible, it's, it's not just a nice symbol of something. Baptism is a means of grace. Baptism is a way that God comes to us with His grace. And if baptism doesn't look like a lot from our perspective, it's because it's not about what we're doing. It's about what God is doing inside of us. And this is so important. Baptism is not our act for God. Baptism is something God is doing for us. Baptism is not our commitment to Jesus. Baptism is Jesus' commitment to us and you know, it's hard to think of a worse thing that we people could do than to claim credit for what God does. Wouldn't that be an awful thing? 
It's what so many people do to say, Jesus, it's not about you, it's me. It's me, it's my commitment, it's what I'm doing for you. And Listen to what Peter writes. Baptism now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. If I have dirt on my body, I can wash it off. But who's the only one who can wash our souls? God is. Who is the only one who can give us a clear conscience? God. I hope you realize this is exactly what all of us need. A clear conscience. How often do you feel guilty about something? How often do you look at your life and feel like God is punishing you for something? How often do you have this fear inside about what you really deserve? Do you know what you need? You need a clear conscience. How often do you think about yourself and think, I don't think anybody could ever love me? How often do you have regrets? How could I have done that? How often, no matter how clean you are on the outside, do you, you feel dirty inside? Do you know what you need? You need a clear conscience. You need the forgiveness of sins for what you did a decade ago, for what you said yesterday. Do you know what God is able to do in less than 10 seconds? He's able to give you a clear conscience. That's his pledge to you. When you were baptized, God washed all of your sins away. When you were baptized, God the Holy Spirit came to live inside of your heart. When you were baptized, God made you into his holy and perfect and loved child. And baptism is not complicated. What the Bible says about baptism is simple and beautiful. What makes it hard is that it sounds too good to be true. Baptism now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. Whether you feel it or not, when you, when you were baptized, God gave you a, a clear conscience. I think we still have some questions. Maybe one thing we ask is, how, how does water do that? How can water save us? The answer is, of course, that water alone doesn't save us, but water connected with God's word and God's promise can do anything. God has a history of saving people through water. Peter reminds us of that. He talks about baptism. What other events from history does he bring up? The flood. He said it was just like in the days of Noah when the ark was being built. In it, a few people, eight in all, we're saved through water. God has a history of saving people through water. Often when we think of the flood, we think of destruction, right? The flood destroyed the whole world. But God actually used the flood to save. He used the flood to save Noah and the rest of his family. And God has a history of saving people through water. And so baptism is a symbol of what God did in the flood, right? If you were to go on Life Church's website, one of their essential teachings is this. Baptism is symbolic of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. 
It's one step of our act of obedience to God. Baptism is a symbol. Baptism is our act of obedience to God, right? No. Listen carefully to what Peter says. He's talking about the flood. He says, in it, a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. According to Peter, what is a symbol of what? Baptism is not a symbol. Baptism is a real thing. What was the symbol? The waters of the flood. The waters of the flood symbolize baptism. Just like the waters of the flood saved Noah and his family, so the waters of baptism now save you and me today. Just think about what Peter is saying. The flood was a pretty big deal. You know the story of the flood? In the flood, there was so much water on earth that even the tallest mountains were covered by 20 feet. And just as a side note, it's kind of interesting that on the tallest mountains of the earth, you can find little marine creatures buried down in the ground. The flood was this worldwide event that destroyed everyone and everything except for Noah and his family in the ark. The flood was a pretty big deal. But here's what Peter is saying. As big a deal as the flood was, there's something that's even greater. Do you know what that is? Baptism. As much as God used that flood to save Noah and his family, there's something that saves in an even bigger way. Do you know what it is? Baptism. The waters of the flood saved Noah and allowed him to live a few more hundred years. The waters of baptism save your soul forever. Baptism now saves you. Maybe the other question we have though is, doesn't Jesus save us? I thought that Jesus saves us. Doesn't Jesus save us? Yes. Notice that as Peter teaches us about baptism, he tells us all about somebody else. As Peter writes about baptism, who does he tell us all about? Jesus. He says, Christ was also sacrificed once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. How is it possible that in baptism we could get a clear conscience? It's only possible because Jesus died on the cross to take all of our sins away. It's not like there's baptism over here and there's Jesus over here. Baptism connects us to Jesus. Baptism gives us a clear conscience because Christ was sacrificed once, the righteous for the unrighteous to to bring you to God. It's almost a little bit like the Apostles' Creed as you read our lesson. One thing after another that Jesus does, he, He didn't just suffer and die for us. We're told that after He was made alive, He went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits Those who were disobedient long ago, while God waited patiently in the days of Noah. You know what that verse is talking about? told you it's a little like the Apostles' Creed. There's a phrase in the Apostles' Creed that comes just from that verse. Do you know which phrase it is? He descended into hell. Think, how can baptism save us from death and hell and the devil? 
That's because Jesus, after he rose from the dead, the first thing that he did is he went down to hell and he made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. And do you know what he told them? He said, I won. Just like a conquering king would go into a foreign city and plant his flag and say, I won. That's what Jesus did when he descended to hell. He proclaimed to the devil and all those who had rejected him, I, I won. Baptism connects you and me to the victory Jesus won over death and hell and Satan. Of course, Jesus didn't stay in hell. I'm told that it saves us through the resurrection of Jesus. He, he went into heaven and is seated at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. And these short verses of the Bible have Jesus doing a lot of traveling. He goes from earth to hell to back to earth and to heaven. And it's because Jesus is Lord of everything. Jesus is Lord of hell. He's Lord of earth. He's Lord of heaven. Baptism connects you to the one who has all power and all authority over everything. And Jesus, with all of his power and all of his authority, he's decided that the way he wants to connect you to him is through baptism. Baptism now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. You know what that means for you? It means that every day, is like the day Noah stepped out of the ark. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be with Noah and his family living on the ark? You know, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but they were on the ark for over a whole year. Can you imagine that? Being stuck on this big boat for over a whole year. When they actually got to go out from the ark, how do you think they felt? Ah, they had a fresh start. They had new life. This is what you have every day through your baptism. A fresh start. New life. No matter what happened yesterday. No matter what has happened over the last 10 years. Every day when you wake up, because you were baptized, you can know, I, I have a fresh start. I have a new life. I want to live for Jesus today, those 10 seconds of your baptism, they're meant to change every day of your life. I want to live for Jesus today. But then make sure you remember those 10 seconds of your baptism every night at the end of the day. Your conscience needs it. Just this last week I was talking with someone who told me, Pastor, I, I really think that God must be punishing me for my sins. When I look at my life, God must be punishing me and is that true? No. Every night before you go to sleep, you can go to sleep at peace because you know you have a clear conscience before God. All because of these four words. All because of these four words, the 10 seconds in which God baptized you into your family, it's meant to change every day of your life. Baptism now saves you. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you like to use simple things to do great things. One of the simple things that you give to us is baptism. From our perspective, it's hard to see anything happening. It's so quick.
It goes by so fast, just some water in your word, what good could that do? And yet you promise us that through baptism, you're doing something amazing. You're washing away our sins, you're living in our hearts, you're making us your children, you're giving us a clear conscience before you. Heavenly Father, every day when we wake up, help us to remember those 10 seconds of our life when we became your child. Help us to know each day is a fresh start. Give us the power to live for you. Lord, every day when our consciences plague us, help us to remember our baptisms, to remember that you washed every sin away, that we have a clear conscience before you. Dear Father, help us to trust these four simple words. Baptism now saves you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.